Welcome to the e-commerce growth show brought to you by Segmentify. Hello guys, welcome to the e-commerce growth show. So today I've got a couple of uh, great guys from the consulting company Monsoon Consulting. Um, you probably know them pretty well. Uh, we've got Alistair Brody. He's the commercial director and he's responsible for new business, client services and account management. And we've also got Tyg, Tyg Bo, and he is a e-commerce solution specialist, otherwise known as the jack of all trades or janitor to, to some. And uh, I like to think um, that uh, he knows a thing, a thing or two about Adobe Commerce, which obviously was Magento before. So welcome, guys. How are you doing? Good morning, Hello. Phil. <laughs> Pleasure to be here. Thanks for Thank having you. us. No, no worries. It's great to have you on. It's great to have you on. So let's start with a couple of icebreakers, right? So first of all, not to put you on the not to put you on the spot, type, but um, tell us a joke, mate. Uh, thank you, Phil. So <laughs> this before before I tell the joke, this all started. Um, there was a great event in Manchester. It was uh, it's called uh, Mage Titans, oh, yeah. and it used to be held in a comedy store in Manchester. So I was lucky enough to um, uh, get on stage. So I felt this awful urge to, you know, to tell a, tell a funny story. Um, and it's kind of stuck with me. Uh, you know, so when, when I do a talk or, or, or I'm having a conversation or a, or a kickoff, I like to, well, look, life is serious enough. So I try, just trying to add in a little bit of humor. So. Today, the fact that we have an Englishman, an Irishman, and a Scotsman. Brilliant. Uh, uh, I'm just going to tell you, I'm just going to tell you this uh, little story. So an Englishman, an Irishman, and a Scotsman were taking part in a survey about tea drinking habits. I always stir my tea with my left hand, said the Englishman. I always stir my tea with my right hand, said the Scotsman. How about you? They asked the Irishman. Oh, me, said the Irishman. I always use a spoon. <laughs> That's brilliant. But that was the cleanest one I could find. Yeah, no. And it's good. It's coming from an Irish man, right? So it's allowed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. So the, oh, that's brilliant. They go, they go downhill from there. Yeah. <laughs> no, I love it. I love it. Did you get a, a puppy? Uh, yeah, so of course we've been through. It, it's been a, a very eventful year for us all. Yeah, uh, it's been it's been a crazy year. But where I live uh, in the, in the UK, oh my goodness! Nearly every second home now has a new dog. Mm. It's it's yeah. become the the new craze. Yeah, but I was I was trying to think about what. Uh, around this, so why did we get a new puppy? Well, my family were asking for one for the last five years, and and finally, I think lockdown kind of just it broke me, uh, and we, we 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 got a we got a new puppy. But I have to say, I, I don't know about you guys, and I think it's important to bring this out. Is 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 this whole you know true lockdown? I've like I've struggled at times through through lockdown, the whole idea of mental health. Yeah. Um, 
And if there's one thing that's come from this this new puppy in our house, is the fact that it's getting me out. It's you know I'm doing a lot more walking. I'm I'm able to clear the air, and it's a uh, it's been a huge it's been a huge benefit. Um, yeah. So so people, yeah, it's, yeah. it's very interesting. I was thinking because this whole mental health issue is, is a it's a big problem uh, no, nowadays. Totally, totally. And, and, and yeah. now that we're all working remotely, mm. um, it's, it's sometimes harder to pick up the signs where if, if somebody is struggling. You know, I've, you know, when I used to work in the office all the time, I could see, you know, you face to face, you can, you can get body language where somebody's yeah. not, not quite happy. Yeah. So something, you know, externally or with work could be a problem. But now, like I join calls, Zoom calls now, and you can't even see people's faces. So, so yeah, it's it's um, yeah. Just wanted to raise that. Good starting. No, point. totally. No, it's a big deal. I mean, yeah. Found the lockdown, and, and have you had any business and stuff that you found have been useful for you? Guinness. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, it's it's being able to step away. Yeah. Um, you know, I like I'm working from home now. I was already working remotely. Um, I've been working from home since you know 2019 uh, when yeah. I joined Monsoon Consulting. So I yeah. kind of developed some coping me mechanisms. But yeah, you know, and my children are slightly older. But I can only imagine. Um, you know, Phil, I think your children are quite young. It's 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 those who are working from home with little children who don't quite understand that daddy mommy uh whoever has to work and i have to be in this meeting and i have to kind of close the door so it's yeah yeah it's 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 it's, it's a difficult one also i don't know what how you've uh how you've yeah got it's, um, it's a battle for the broadband in this house um yeah pre-pandemic you know um a bit like time i mean my role and you know my kind of um you know ways of working is on the road you know I never thought I'd um, start to say I'm, I'm actually kind of missing, you know, airports and departure lounges. Um, I am. The uh, the start of the pandemic, it was, um, you know, it was just the same as, you know, as, as normal in, in terms of being at home and walking. I'm not always in the office. I'm usually on the road. But uh, now, yeah, the, the pendulum has completely, you know, shifted to the other side. I think, you know, we're all desperate now for um, in-person meetings you know, uh, events, whatever they may be and what look like in the months ahead. But um, in terms of coping, yeah, I think I would just say you've really got to kind of get the boundaries uh, and a bit of structure. Um, in some respects, you know, there's, you know, the, the, the skeptics and the detractors about working from home have been proven that it's completely, uh, you know, uh, you know, proven to be you know, more than effective for folk working at home. Um, but at the same time, it can go the other way and people are maybe now working constantly from home and, you know, you need to know when to stop. You need to know when to shut that door. You need to kind of get the geography of your house. If you're lucky enough to have a separate room or you can go outdoors, whatever it may be, you need to really kind of embrace that um, and turn off. I mean, it seems such a simple thing to say, but um, really try and have a kind of structure. Um, you know, we, we, we kind of laugh about, you know, doing work in our in our PJs, but, you know, really trying to get a bit of structure and what you're wearing and, you know, when to turn off and uh, to try and get some fresh air. That's been my kind of MO over the last uh, last few months. The weather helps as well. You know, I think at the start it was it was it was reasonable with, with a good spring and summer. 
last mm. few months been tricky because of the weather, but um, yeah, hopefully we're now we're now kind of coming out of it. Yeah, it's it's yeah. A very good point. Like as you can see, I'm you know I'm in I'm in my bedroom. Like if I think about it, I'm probably in this room a good 17, 18 hours a day, which is kind of mad uh, when you think about it. So it. It, it it definitely has been the biggest struggle for me is knowing when to switch off yeah um, because there are distractions at home and you tend to go oh I'll, okay i'll practice i'll catch up later on and then suddenly later on is nine ten o'clock and you're just trying to get ahead uh for the next day and then suddenly you're, you're just doing that every day i think you've got to kind of draw the line between i'm working from home and i'm at home working you know there's a fine line in between one of those extremes yeah yeah no definitely yeah we've all got hopefully you know we're pretty good at adapting and as a race you know and i think for me i went through a period of kind of letting go a little bit because my routines were all out of sync and then it took a few months putting a few pound on and drinking a bit too much alcohol to realize I need new routines. Mm. And um, and that's when I kind of flipped the switch and I got, I, I built a brand new routine, which was quite regimented actually. So that even with the kids about, I needed that sort of 10, 15 minutes on a bike in the morning before, yeah. you know, I had breakfast sorted out. I was trying to eat healthier. I managed to get a, 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 an hour out at lunch. I tell you what, the biggest step change for us as a family was, and I know, you, you know, like not everyone could just go and do this. I, I feel very blessed that I was able to do this, but I invested in a hot tub, right? And um, oh, seriously, mate, and it is transformational because the kids. You don't know. I will be straight after, straight after. But as soon as the stress levels rise, and also the kids about, and and also Michelle as well, just by getting that half an hour out as a family and all of us bonds are just strengthened unbelievably and all the yeah. stress disappears they sleep better at night you know you sleep better at night as well and um i mean honestly you, you don't have to spend a massive amount of money actually there's some really good you know inflatable ones and stuff like that but i'll tell you what i massively recommend it for a family unit actually to mm. um to get a space out because you're yeah. all on top of each other in the house right yeah. and then yeah. out like that was just brilliant. I mean, I know it's similar to say, you know, like you say, going for a family walk or taking a dog for a walk or whatever, but it just, just that thing where it allows you space to plug out as a family. Yeah. It's been absolutely phenomenal. But, um, and that's, yeah, wow, that's, that's, that's mental, right? I know where I'm going. I'm uh, on, to, on to Google now after this uh, research begins. But yeah. you, obviously, this is uh, in your garden. Yeah. Uh, um, so, you know, when you think about it, how many, you know, even colleagues, fellow colleagues in monsoon consulting, they don't have that luxury. They're, you know, they're in apartments or small flats. Yeah. Um, so we have to spare a thought for, for those people yeah. because I yeah. know they're itching to get back into the office. Now, we yeah. did a survey and it was kind of the, the two to three day uh, to come back into the office, but, but then uh, the rest of the week working, uh, working remotely. And I think that's going to become the norm, and every company is going to to adjust to that. Um, yeah. But you, you, in your case, so it's it's the hot tub. In our case, it was a dog. Yeah. You know, the, the dog was that. 
that it's 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 it was kind of oh is this going to force us to go out for a walk but i absolutely love going out for a walk it it just you know i put on the headphones the other coping mechanism for me during during covid and in general is music you know i i invested you invested a hot tub i invested in a, in a nice set of headphones yeah and i just go for a walk uh with or without the dog and put music on and that is what yeah. clears my head yeah what's uh, what's your favorite stuff to listen to then oh it's 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 mad so i'm with, I'm with spotify but uh, you know the discover weekly is kind of yeah we talk about personalization all that stuff uh so it's 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 kind of um it, it just recommends it's it's total range of stuff right um, which which is great but um there's a guy called um erky parnoa uh, i believe he's from estonia uh-huh. and he's a he's a guitarist um yeah. but oh, it's just it's just mesmerizing stuff right. um, interesting right but, but oh yeah no it's it's a, a very wide mix um, there's an Irish, there's an Irish group actually that I'd recommend called Villagers. Yeah. Um, uh, f- fantastic ballads, br- brilliant stuff. Yeah. Oh, excellent. I'll check them out. Definitely. All right, guys. Well, listen, that was really nice chat to catch up really. Um, but, um, so in terms of the kind of topic, if you like, um, I'm not going to say too much cause I don't know what you guys are doing at Monsoon, but obviously you've been on the front line working really hard and say 17 hour, 18 hour days, a lot going on. Um, I'm just going to say the one word apex, um, but maybe we can open up with either of you guys talking to us and telling the guys what apex is about, how it came about. And so. Yeah, I'll take that one. Um, Really just to kind of introduce Monsoon Consulting, first of all, just to, Give everyone a, a bit of background. Um, the, the company's actually been going for near enough 20 years now, which is uh, incredible in this space. Um, so it's got a long kind of pedigree within the digital and e-com space. Um, and, you know, throughout the last, you know, at least 15 years, it's been, you know, predominantly e-com based and e-com focused. And we as a business, um, we typically work with uh, large enterprise level B2B, B2C uh, organizations and take them on you know journeys of uh, um, you know for online and and, and e-commerce uh, ranging from the whole kind of consultancy design um, technical build onboarding you know go live and thereafter all the all the various trading and we work with companies um, for many many years but throughout those years you know it, the, the large complex products and we work predominantly um, as a, an Adobe Gold partner on the Magento suite, we um, we, we get involved in masses of complexity uh, when it comes to working with organisations. And typically, we are we work with maybe three or four core sectors: you know, pharmaceutical, health sciences, to food and beverage, to hardware distribution, and of course, retail. Um, and each of those sectors has complex needs, complex requirements, cultures, and the whole digital transformation piece would come in there. And it was throughout the years taking six to nine months at least to deliver projects. 
was becoming uh, more and more just the norm. And, you know, over the last year or so, or two years ago, perhaps, um, we really started to get involved in building what's classically known in industry as, uh, as an accelerator. Um, Apex is our accelerator that we launched early last year. It's probably fair to say it's more than just an accelerator. It's a fully functional, uh, feature-rich B2B solution that's ready to go. Our goal is to get folks online uh, in approximately eight weeks where possible. Um, and it really, you know, kind of cuts through a lot of the, um, you know, the kind of, you know, the, 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 the trials and tribulations of getting a site live um, that we've come to know over the last, you know, few years. So this is a real opportunity for, for those kind of key target sectors that we work with to get online quickly with a proven, ready-built, feature-rich solution. And that's Apex. And it's now spinning off into lots of different things in our business in terms of modules, in terms of innovation and all the, 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 the kind of key things we're doing. We're constantly developing. It's never really finished. It's, it's, uh, it's an ongoing um, you know, practice within Monsoon. And um, you know, pleased to say it's, it's helped a number of brands over the last year in the COVID uh, you know, times uh, and a variety of different kind of levels. And it's really for us now just an innovation hub to, to you know to constantly evolve and, and move with the times so it's our it's our software side of the business complements all our bespoke customized enterprise work that we do and uh, so far it's been it's been a great journey what's the yeah. um, what's the journey of um obviously we'll talk much more about the apex bit what does the b2b market look like though at the moment i mean is there still an awful lot of white space in of businesses that haven't been moved to online yet especially in that enterprise space what does it what does it look like it's a mix to be honest um it's an interesting one uh, over the last year we've seen a, a a number of different kind of scenarios we've seen uh, organizations really have to kind of pivot overnight uh, and really kind of uh, you know do a, a full 180 turn on what their business model is uh, or the other kind of scenario might well be that Perhaps they've dabbled in in, in e-com or online, or, um, but now you know uh, because channels, stores, bricks and mortar, um, you know, lockdown, all those things have changed. It's now had to become right top of the table. So there's been a, 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 a an absolute dramatic, uh, you know, kind of prioritization of what e-commerce is to an organization, uh, and that would mean just complete, you know, cultural changes within the organization and. Uh, ways of different ways of working with customers with trades um distributors going direct to consumers of course um and really it's it's also had to kind of really change where budgets are are, are prioritized within organizations so yeah we see some organizations that have uh, had to kind of learn overnight and jump into this uh, full you know um full kind of you know into the deep end immediately and then other folks that have have really had to kind of embrace it uh, and and perhaps modernize and, and take what they already have and 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 really kind of you know invest more in it uh, and shift. Very. What well, um. So going back to sort of apex, right? How how go about vastly reducing the complexity of a complex B B two B business going online in, in eight weeks? I mean, how does that work? How do you do it? One thing I would say there is. Um, Normally, when you when you you know in, in previous experience, you know you come to a project and you know an organization they they may have spoken to numerous folks within the organization and they may all have a huge huge long long wish list of requirements and you know and it can take weeks and months to 
to, to, to kind of thrash that out, decipher it, and ultimately to prioritize what an organization is looking for. And our role and our job in some respects, or in many respects, is to, is to kind of, you know, flip that on the other side and say, well, do you actually really need this? Is this a priority? Do you really want to invest and spend time and, you know, budget on this? So, you know, there's a, there's a real kind of uh, learning curve of trying to work out what is really important here to the organization, what's classically just defined as business goals. So, you know, we've, throughout our years of experience in specifically in B2B and working with large organizations, some of the largest ones in Ireland uh, across those kind of key sectors, health, food, uh, manufacturing sector, we've built up ultimately a really strong knowledge base. And in the Magento world, now obviously Adobe Commerce, you know, we've been you know, ahead of the curve in delivering features that are now actually kind of standard outside the box or in the box, I should say. So we, we know what really works. We know what organizations effectively need and will make their lives easier, their customers happier, their, their internal processes quicker, faster, streamlined, and of course, deliver quicker ROI. So if we can come to the table and say, like we do, and this is where Apex ultimately has its its core kind of value prop to say, look, all those things you think you need, you absolutely, but we've actually got this all pre-built. Here's all the features. Some of it might get you 90% of the way. Some of it might get you 100% of the way. There's always going to be a little bit of complexity or custom yeah. built there thereafter. But we're we're coming to the table with proven features yeah. that work, and other organisations are benefiting from. Right. Yeah. What? Um, give, me, give me some examples. Sorry, Ty. Um. Yeah, so the the key th thing to take on this is, you know, we started out on this um, accelerator project yeah. uh, nearly two years ago. Yeah. Now, we were in the lucky position, well, two things. We, we put R&D as a, a huge importance in the company. Um, and we had that experience with existing and, and new clients in terms of the kind of needs that they, they the stuff that they, they wanted that might not necessarily have been uh, out of the box functionality in, in Adobe Commerce. So because we put R&D top of the list, we were able to, you know, put dedicated resources on it. <clears throat> and over the two years, it's, it's been, it's been, it's been a huge transform uh, in, in the company because nearly everybody's been part of it. Yeah. And it's just a whole new way of thinking. So so now when, you know, new prospects uh, come to us with ideas, um, we're almost able to entertain some of them underneath that R&D project. Um, or existing clients come with a, a new change request. And, you know, they might not, you know, it could be quite complex, but we're also able to entertain it under that R&D yeah, yeah. kind of umbrella. So yeah, it's, it's uh, good. So what yeah. I, I asked it a bit earlier, but like as somebody who's not an expert within the field that you're in, what what sort of features, what sort of things are you talking about from your experience that are things that you have built such that they're almost kind of a play type environment? Give, give me some. Give me some. Okay, so yeah, I can I I, I can take that one. So. In the B2B world, like, you know, we used to separate B2B and B2C quite a lot. Um, like, but, but nowadays, they're, they're much more closely aligned. Now, but having said that, in, in the B2B world, there's yeah. a lot more complexity behind the scenes. Right. 
when compared to B to C. And I'll, I'll just give you a couple of examples. And yeah. one of those could be complex pricing. You know, in most B2B scenarios, there's a, a, a complex ERP system behind the scenes. Yeah. And there's a lot of what we call, you know, live pricing. You know, no, no two customers are seeing the same price. Or they might be in a particular grouping, um, a, a price book. Or they could have individual prices. So that's that can get quite complex very quickly. Um, another another area that's that's it's, it's kind of a buzzword at the moment is this whole ability to self serve. And, and what we mean by self serve is that the customer is able to log into their account, they're able to manage their own users, they're able to manage their own um, kind of internal. PO approval process. And from a financial side, they're also able to manage, you know, things like, you know, online and offline orders. Because you have to remember, um, a lot of B2B companies have, a, they have an excellent structure when it comes to, you know, their sales reps, yeah. you know, their sales team, you know, orders being taken over the phone. And there's a lot of, you know, long-term relationships that have been built there. Or it could be in-branch, um, you know, bricks and mortar, good relationships with branch managers, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But bringing it all online, this idea of self-serve, so you can log in, you can see all online, offline orders, invoices, statements, remittance, um, credit notes. Um, so that's, 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 that's definitely... Uh, it's becoming the number one uh, kind of request we're getting from, from new prospects. But yeah. there's, there's, a, there's a lot of work behind that because yeah. the e-commerce system won't be the uh, master of all that data. So there has to be some form of integration um, into you know, a SAP or a, a Dynamics 365. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then you know, other stuff, uh, what we're seeing is, you know, you you know this well as segmentify this whole idea of personalization and this um, you know recommendations you know you wouldn't have thought that in 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 the B two B world maybe uh, a few years ago but it is very important now yeah so we wanted that idea of okay so rather than just having a single kind of homepage and you're kind of pulling in. Uh, dynamic blocks here and there on a, on a single homepage. You yeah. can actually have dedicated homepages per yeah. per customer, and there's just little things like that. And yeah, you know, they're 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 kind of the main ones. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now that's interesting. On your no, it's good for me to understand a bit more. We we had um we had some of those um kind of complexities. Obviously, we don't have to solve the pricing thing in terms of the back end that you're talking about. Um, but we we were dealing with some B2B clients and um, needing that ability to uh, manage multiple price scenarios. Yeah. Um, and interesting, you mentioned about that different homepage to different visitor um, scenario, because that's something that's quite hot. Well, it's been hot for a long time in terms of really solving that through segmentation and then obviously whatever content system or uh, and so on that you're using how do um how do you guys solve that is that through like adobe experience or what are you what are you doing to solve that 
yeah so what we did was like you can you can kind of do it out of the box with with adobe commerce uh, yeah. obviously adobe commerce comes with customer segmentation which mm -hmm. is which is the big which is the big uh which is the big win here mm -hmm. but we extended the um the content side of it to be able to have targeted homepage. Um, yeah. Because in the B2B world, you could have, you know, um, let's say you've got a very important customer who yeah. has a branch network and you're supplying, you know, all of them. When when they log in, it's yeah. it's really nice to have their the homepage tailored towards them. Yeah. Um, yeah. because they may have slightly different needs to some other customer base. Because it, yeah. it could be your small shop as opposed to your mm. massive chain yeah. Yeah. so we so we developed um a, a call it targeted homepage so yeah. you can effectively set up any homepage linked to one particular account or linked to a customer group or whatever segmentation you need so so rather than having one crazy complex homepage you can yeah. now split it out um, um, but you know, I go back to the pricing. You know, you also have stock. You know, dynamic stock. Some yeah. customers have dedicated pools of of, of stock quantities in certain warehouses. Yeah. So all yeah. of that is dynamic. Now that yeah. opens up huge com more complexity if we're talking to the likes of Segmentifier, or if we're talking to the likes of Clearview yeah. Search. You know, yeah. how how does that pricing work? Um, and to make it even more complex, some customers don't see the whole catalog. They only see a subset of products. Uh, so, yeah, okay, eight weeks, uh, you know, is, is you know, sure. we can do it in eight weeks, but yeah. nearly always there's an ERP system integration and there's, you know, there's always some kind of complexity. Um, yeah, yeah, no, so, totally. It's, it's interesting what, what's been coming out um, recently. So, on demand, like on, on our side of the fence, the whole segmentation piece and the content piece has started to really um, rise in demand from the clients and, and prospects that we're talking to. And actually, in terms of the more recent functionality we released, it's very similar to what you're talking about, actually. Um, it's the ability to take the algorithms and the widgets and so on, but actually apply um, the algorithms to a certain segment, right? So if you've got, for example, Segmentify's got 10 pre-built segments from your usual VIP through to churn customers, for example, with the ability to build customized segments as an extra layer on top of that, but then be able to serve up not only different, obviously different types of algorithms to different segments, but also from an engagement perspective, layer that across your hero banner, your form survey, your pop-up, um, you know, the types of environment that you're trying to um, create for different segments. So if, if I'm a discount hunter or in the B2B world, like you say, you're somebody who's a branch manager versus somebody else, you want to give them the right environment because that is all going to bundle into the user experience and the customer lifetime value of that customer. Yeah. I think that's definitely a massive area that is be, is really being utilized because personalization, particularly in the UK, uh, but also in a, in, in a lot of developed environments, you know, 
everybody sort of gets an understanding of personalization to a degree. Yeah, it's product recommendations, it's good on-site search results, merchandising, etc. But the next level, I think you're right, is this kind of immersive environment driven by segmentation and that flexibility that allows each and every user to have almost a tailored experience um, yeah. on site. So it's very hot at the moment to be talking about that yeah. kind of stuff, I think. Yeah. And it's, yeah, and you might, some, you know, some of my segments are, oh, well, that must be B2C. Well, it's not. It's 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 everywhere now. You know, yeah. B2B demands the the same experience, even though the user is a very very different. In B2B, the yeah. user is not nor the, is not the buyer. It's they're not buying for themselves. They're buying for their company. You know, yeah. they're normally yeah. under pressure. They're yeah. not emotionally attached. No. But in terms of the service, they're 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 you're giving them. You know, they want to. Uh, feel like they're being looked after, you know, it, yeah. when they it, they might have two or three windows open, uh, yeah. all different competitors. Yeah, so, yeah. of course, yeah. you want to, you know, mm. uh, you know, bring them in, make them feel loved a little bit. Yeah. Um, and, okay. and, of course, ultimately, in B2B, it's, it's, the, it's the whole service. You know, how quickly yeah. can I get the goods? It's, yeah. it's amazing uh, when you have a cutoff time. How many orders come in just before cutoff time? It's it's yeah. Uh, yeah, but yeah, it's 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 the whole it's it's the whole shebang. So mm -hmm. um, yeah. we're talking about features. Um, tell us a bit about. Obviously, you talked about the fact you're heavy into R and D led. You know, there's a lot going on. There's a lot of expertise under the bonnet going on. Is there anything interesting in terms of shifts in B two B or new? functionality requests like you mentioned earlier that are you know disrupting or improving in a in in, in, a, in a in a great way anything going on yeah um yeah the backlog the backlog is pretty is pretty good we uh yeah. you know i had on my list uh something ai <laughs> it was that that's how loose it was because nearly everybody now is going oh it's ai um and uh, you know you have to take that with a pinch of salt because nothing is fully AI. It's it's yeah. obviously some some application of AI. So you know we had this idea of a a chatbot. You know where you know you want to start a conversation, uh, not necessarily through the the platform, but it could be through social media or something. But it's yeah. um it's a huge one. That's it's it's a, that's a massive project in in itself. But if I come back to um, self-serve, um, yeah. there's this whole idea now around, um, so typically a B2B uh, customer will you know, maybe pay by direct debit, um, but occasionally they may go over and you know, they'll have some invoices to settle. They probably yeah. have a, you know, a set credit limit. Um, most customers will pay on account. So at what point you know, there's a hold in place, but if they self-serve and they come in and go, oh, gee, I have uh, four invoices, unsettled invoices. I need to sort that out. What we're looking into is the ability to be able to select those four invoices and pay straight away. Now, paying straight away, that's fine. You could have a custom product and, you know, uh, custom price product, bring them to the checkout, and they pay by debit credit card. And yeah. that then hooks into the ERP system and, you know, within a few minutes. But the bit I'm interested in now, or we're interested in now, is what payment method you use. Because if you pay by debit credit card, traditionally that incurs a transaction fee. 
And that's a percentage. But this, this whole new world of, well, it's not a new world, but the world of open banking. And there's a lot of new tech partners on the scene now who've hooked in on that, uh, this whole ability to be able to do bank transfer. Now, depending on which country you're in, the UK would use a fast bank transfer. So transactions can be dealt with very, very quickly. Uh, this is bank transfer. In, in EU land, it's, you know, we're using, I think it was SEPA. Um, yep. But there's two methods of SEPA. It depends on the country banking system, how advanced they are. Uh, I believe the, the Netherlands is, is SEPA instant. So, so we're trying to, even though in B2B, oh, there's, there's huge volumes of money we're talking about here, but the margins are incredibly tight. So if it comes around to somebody settling their invoice and they're paying by a, a bank transfer, and that, that works for that B2B company, the B2B company will only pay a small transaction fee for that. Now, that's a big deal. Rather yeah. than paying a one percenter, you're yeah. paying a maybe forty cent or forty p. Um, yeah. yeah. So that's 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 stuff we're looking into uh, at, at the minute. Um, Very well, interesting. One, another Very. another interesting one is, yeah. and this one I'm really is this. Uh, so in B two B world, we have in B two C we call them wish lists. In B two B we call them requisition lists. Yeah. So. These are your kind of regular lists that you order. Um, so it could be a, on a weekly basis, it could be on a daily basis. You're constantly going into these regular lists that you have and you tick the boxes and you go order. So this 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 part I'm, I'm kind of really interested in because mm-hmm. uh, as part of Apex, what we developed, what we found was some B2B companies, once you're locked in, once you have an account, your billing address doesn't change, your delivery address doesn't change. We, yeah. The delivery method is set. It's either delivered, you know, it's a set fee or it's delivered as part with, with the B2B company. Yeah. And you pay on account. So why do you need a checkout? So one of our clients doesn't even have a checkout. Right. You know, all of everything is done on the cart. The cart page is kind of your review page mm-hmm. where all the extra checks with ERP is done. So we have an order now button on, on the cart page. That would be great to to it would be great to facilitate that on somewhere like a requisition list, mm-hmm. where you can pull in all sorts of other functionality like quick order, mm-hmm. um, and the requisition list is almost an image of your stock room, right? Rather than just being a simple list, um, because yeah. some some of these lists can be a hundred items long, the ability to be able to group them uh, as you wish. Um, into different, so it's almost like you're walking into your storeroom mm-hmm. and I'm seeing exactly the list as it's laid out. Um, and then to expand that requisition list to have what's called a par quantity is like, well, this is my normal stock quantity. Uh, this is the quantity I normally order as part of the requisition list. So it, it's all that, the more information they're able to feed in to their requisition list, the more we're able to analyze it. And that's where, an application of AI comes in where we're able to almost predict what they want uh, and almost set up like a subscription based uh, where, yeah. you know, hey, we've done all the work for you. I think this is, you need to order this. Um, so cool. that's that's a really exciting part. Yeah, yeah, that sounds really interesting. I mean, thank you so much for that insight. I mean, into the B2B world and Apex and so on. If anybody listening 
and watching is interested in talking to you guys more about that. Alistair, maybe, could you just tell us the best way to get hold of you guys? Yeah, absolutely. Check us out on, uh, we're on LinkedIn, obviously. Um, our website's monsoonconsulting.com. We're on Twitter, um, handles at monsoonconsult. Um, yeah. Awesome. Uh, Alistair's uh, address is? My home address is our home address. Um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's great. So my my last um, request for you both, okay? Not you're not you're not getting away with it, guys. I, I want one golden nugget of wisdom, okay, from your lives or business or whatever you want for our our listeners and watchers to take away. Go go. One of you go first. I I have two actually. Oh, go on then. One. The first is from my ten year old daughter, and. She has, uh, she has this massive poster in her room, and this is what it says. If you eat glitter for breakfast, Daddy, you'll shine all day. I saw a brilliant post on social media today. I said, yeah. if, you want, if you want to catch up with life, if you want to get back real, talk to a six-year-old. Uh, mm -hmm. Back to Earth. Yeah. But I have this great book, uh, and it's it's keep calm, Jordan Durand. Okay, now this, yeah. it's full of quotes, but this is this is my uh, quote for the day. day let's uh, say, start by doing what's necessary, then do what's possible, and suddenly you are doing the impossible. Uh, yeah, brilliant. So there you go. That, that apparently comes from St. Francis of Assisi. Yeah, really? There you go. Wise, wise man. <laughs> wise saint. <laughs> over, over to you, Alistair. Yeah, go on, Alistair. Well, I, well, I certainly don't think I can uh, I can follow those, um, yeah, those particular ones. But, um, I mean, as Tag said, their children are, are ultimately the, the best teachers. Um I think the two things go back to maybe our point about you know lockdown and the the, the the kind of additional strain we're all under and um two kind of principles come to mind um personally and hopefully maybe it translates is one you know will today's challenges will today's problems mean anything in one year's time or five years time arguably not and that yeah. rationalizes the day-to-day uh, you know, bumps that we, we maybe suffer. Um, so if we, if we can look into the future and then bring it back, then sometimes that clarity helps, um, you know. And then the second one is, you know, never open your mouth if you're either A, angry, or B, underwater. So that works for me. <laughs> that is brilliant. I love that. You know, we've got four nuggets of wisdom today. That is pretty cool. Um, I, lo I love that one about not opening your mouth and you're angry because you're totally right. I mean, that, that reactive piece is a killer, isn't it? You know, if you... And it just spirals. You just spiral, yeah. You just got a button it, you know, and you give it 12 hours or a night's sleep and you wake up in a completely different paradigm, don't you? Than you 24 did. hour principle. Uh, 24 hour, yeah. yeah. No, fair yeah. play. Well, listen, guys, we could probably talk all day, but thank you so much for spending a little bit of time today. Um, I hope all the, the listeners and watchers enjoyed uh, meeting Alistair and Tig and... Uh, uh, all I've got left to say, really, as you know, is do head over to uh, segmentify.com forward slash EGS if you want to sign up. Uh, obviously, you want to hear this this episode again, but get hold of any other ones that are previous to this one and also the, the future ones that are there. 
Also, if you want to um, get involved, if you've got any topics you want us to actually go deeper with and talk to people about, let me know. Uh, I'm available at phil at segmentify.com and, uh, and we can have a chat. But um, thank you so much, guys, again for your time. Thanks very much. No worries. It was wonderful to chat. And uh, everybody, have a wonderful day or evening and uh, we'll speak to you again very soon. Take care. Bye-bye.